Well, hi there, and welcome to Unshaken. I'm Julie Van Warmer, your host for today's episode, and I'm so glad you're joining me. I want to take a minute before we get started and invite you to head over to our socials, Facebook and Instagram. Follow or like us at Women of the Word CTW. This is our umbrella account that covers and highlights this podcast, Unshaken, our blog called Planted, our mom-to-mom ministry aimed at encouraging mothers in the work they do, and also our Regarding Him conference that happens yearly in March. There is so much good content on these socials, you are not going to want to miss it, so go follow them today. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast directory, like Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, CastBox. It helps us out and it also helps you out because you get notifications of new episodes that drop each and every Thursday. You can also reach out to us at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you if you ever have any ideas, suggestions, or thoughts about an episode. Or maybe you just want to tell me about something that you heard on an episode and how it impacted you. Finally, Unshaken is a podcast for women, put on by women, and our goal is to encourage and challenge and point women to Jesus Christ. And as you know, with Jesus, we can be unshaken no matter our circumstances. Hey, let's jump right into our episode today. Today is episode 115, and this topic is really cool. This is kind of a different episode for us, and I am really excited about it. We're going to spend our time talking about a method that has been so helpful to me in studying the Bible. If you've ever wondered how to go about studying the Bible, how to learn and grow from reading the Bible, how to get some of your questions answered, maybe about a certain passage in the Bible, this is the episode for you. I would also encourage any of you who feel like you already understand the Bible that this is a great episode for you too. Maybe you've been reading the Bible for years and you think, I know what I'm doing. That's what I thought. (laughs) And let me tell you, that was me, really. I've been studying the Bible for years and I thought, I don't need this new idea. But then we were introduced this in our women's ministry and actually I fell in love with it. And I really just encourage you to stay listening because it's full of great ideas for anyone no matter how long you've been a believer. I want to introduce to you my friend Wendy Folk. I would say this is sort of her brainchild. I don't know. And I'm really thankful for your brain today, I have to say. Uh, Let's just start off, Wendy, with how you came up with this whole idea. And of search and do. Okay. Well, it's good to be back on here. I'm really excited as well um, to have this opportunity to talk about uh, search and do. But I'm not sure there's any like actual original ideas. You know, we all think of things that seem to be novel to us, but Mm -hmm. someone somewhere along the line has probably thought of it before. Well, maybe we, you know, might tweak the idea to make it ours, but it's likely not totally original. Right. Um, Well, the same is true of the search and do Bible study method. Um, So during the COVID quarantine of 2020, a few women and I researched the Bible for um, specific prayers that were prayed. And while we were developing this Bible study for our women to do that summer, um, I, I noticed, like, while we were researching, that the women were really getting excited mm-hmm. over what they were discovering mm-hmm. as they read their scripture passages over and over and, and as they dug into commentaries and, and as they prayed for understanding. Well, we definitely had time during that. We did. Time. We did. It was, really, it was really neat to watch that. Well, this was the exact same kind of feeling 
you know, yeah. that I would get when our pastor's wife, Cheryl, and I would develop Bible studies, um, you know, years before. And so now I was watching these women experiencing the same excitement. And those Bible studies were more like a, I don't know, like a little book yeah, like a that had book. questions yes. in them, yes. you know, like your traditional study. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, but here's the, here's the thing. I realized that the process of the Bible study that we were creating was just as important as that end result, mm. which was coming up with the questions for the Bible study. As I considered this and began praying for wisdom, I thought of issues that I have had with workbook approaches to Bible study. And we can talk about that a bit later. But, okay. but because of these issues, I began exploring other ways to study the Word of God. The inductive Bible study approach seemed to provide the process that was so exciting, but I was concerned that it would be too focused on just acquiring knowledge and not have enough focus on application. Yeah, yeah. So during the COVID quarantine, I found one particular approach called READ. So it's R-E-A-D. Okay, like an acronym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's by a woman named Cindy Ownby, and she is the creative talent behind the ministry called Women's Ministry Toolbox. Okay. So I loved her approach, and so I called her. She's I believe in North Carolina and asked her some questions about how in the world does this work in okay. an actual Bible study discussion. So along with her format and um, her her wisdom, I also found some other inductive approaches and then tweaked them all together for the needs of our women um, in our churches, yeah. um, Bible study groups. So that's basically the simple answer to how I came up with the idea for uh, Search and Do. Uh, it's a method that is based on many ideas of people who have done this before me. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. It's um, it's a little bit like the idea of a sandwich. Like we always think we're coming up with a new sandwich, you know, in the, but there somebody's always come up with it before us, you know, or some new recipe. Yeah. But I love how you um, you talked about how it's not really about, and we'll probably talk more about this, but it's not really about the knowledge, but it's mm-hmm. more about when you take that knowledge, what you're going to do with it. How right. are you going to live it out? Right, definitely. So I think that's really exciting. Okay. And actually a few larger bi- nationwide Bible studies use this concept. Um, like inductive Bible study. And I know we're going to talk more about that as we get into it and how it actually looks. Um, but one thing I think is interesting from what you said is that this was just women studying on their own and sharing their ideas and right. thoughts together. Right. Probably over Zoom, I have to say, because <laughs> that was the COVID shutdown. Was, yep. I don't really like Zoom. It's probably like having too much chocolate. I just think I did too much Zoom during that time. Anyway, regardless, it's just very interesting and we're going to get into more of it. So I guess, though, before we jump in, I really want to ask, why would anybody want to study the Bible? Why can't you just read it every day and Mm -hmm. move on? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question. It is important to read the Bible, but it is also important to study the Bible. Um, So if I could just veer off your question for just a moment, you know, reading the Bible in a variety of ways has been personally helpful to me. Okay. Uh, having a plan helps me to meet my goal of reading through the yep. Bible comprehensively. I'm all about checking off lists. Well, but it's really that whole understanding of um, not yeah. not overlooking certain parts of the Bible, yeah. but really having that comprehensive, right? Yeah, I would never read the Minor Prophets if it wasn't for a Bible yeah. reading plan. Yeah, yep. it's so helpful. But um, 
anyway, so, you know, I've, I've done different kinds of plans. I've read the Bible in one year plans. I've read it in a 90 day plan. Um, I've parked in one book for months mm. at a time. So I do a, a variety. Um, the 90 day reading plan was kind of like that big flyover. And it, it really allowed me to see similar themes all mm. throughout scripture. So it was mm. very helpful. Um, whereas the slower plan gave me time to digest and really consider questions that I had more thoroughly. Hmm. So so reading the Bible and having a comprehensive plan, no matter how slow or how fast it is, right. is critical. But back to your question, studying the Bible is uh, going deeper for comprehension and application in a way that a once-over Bible reading does not provide. Mm-hmm. So studying involves meditation, you know, thinking something thinking about it over and over. Um, it involves questioning, uh, considering the whole context, mm. you know, reading what other wiser people have considered before me. Um, and so like, as I was thinking about the difference between reading the Bible and studying the Bible, a word picture came to my mind. And of course it's summer as we're saying this and, mm-hmm. and, and so I'm going to go to my garden. Um, so you know, reading and studying the Bible, it's like the difference between scraping off the top layer of the dirt in your garden versus digging a deep hole to plant a tree. Hmm. Studying the word digs that deep hole. Hmm. That's really good. I, I love to garden and get my hands dirty with that soil. And I really love what the ground produces, yeah, right? Yeah. The beautiful flowers and yummy tomatoes off my back plant. <laughs> and, you know, all around my house, it's a little embarrassing. I think I have a bunch, and I mean a bunch of pictures of plants on my phone, more than I do of my granddaughter yet. <laughs> but she's only like two months old, so maybe that's why. But there is something satisfying, and I think there is something in putting in the work for a garden. Yeah. And digging in yeah. allows you to learn, and you know, you're, you, you produce good fruit. Yeah. And I yeah. think there is something about studying and digging in, so to speak, in yeah. the Bible that allows us to get more fruit than just reading it. Yeah, it cultivates that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's great. Okay, so um, what is the foundation, though, for Search and Do? What's the why of it? Because yeah. there's a lot of Bible study methods out there. Right. Well, as I mentioned at the start of this podcast, I was looking to help women study the Bible in a way that was deeper than just answering workbook questions. Um, now, workbooks can be excellent, but what's what's going on there is that you're often trying to find the answer that the author desires you to to discover oh right mm-hmm. as opposed to spending time with god yourself and hearing his voice through the bible so the biggest why of search and do is to create biblically literate women women who know god more because they know his word mm-hmm. and as a result of that they become women who love god more and mm-hmm. love his people more and want to apply the Bible in their yeah. life because they're growing. Yeah. Um, we definitely need some biblical literacy in America oh, yeah. or yeah, yeah. actually around the world. So um, it's interesting. I have to tell you a little story. This is completely side story to okay. this. But my daughter is taking a summer class. And um, in the class, they were doing some basic math problems. It's like a math class. And it was like um, the last couple of days of class. And they were doing some story problems that were kind of like trick like, you're, you're supposed to read beyond what's on the paper. Oh, I'd fail. Um, me too. I'm not good at these. And, you know, like, you're supposed to be able to pick up this little piece. You know, they're always, they have those all over the internet, too, where you can see these weird trick ones. And yeah. really, the answer is there. One of the, but the professor said one of the questions was, um, when Moses put the animals on the ark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she said, well, wait a minute. I think the trick is, it's not Moses. Yeah. And he said, no, 
It was Moses. Oh, no. It was something else wrong with the question. She goes, well, no, it would be Noah putting the, you know, the animals on the ark. And he goes, no, that's not right. And she goes, well, here, I'll show you. So she pulled her phone out and pulled up Genesis 6 or whatever it is. I don't remember now. But and he was like, oh, OK, well, that's not the problem with the question. There's something else. But OK, so it's it's Noah. And he goes, but they're related. Oh, and, wow. And she said, well, I don't actually think they're related. Like, I think they're both in the Bible, but that doesn't mean that they're, I mean, we're all in some way related from Adam. But, you know, anyway, it was just so funny. It made me think about biblical literacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just a super silly mm-hmm. answer. But really, if we are not biblically literate, mm-hmm. then when we face things like that, we won't know what's wrong with it. Right, right. So we do need to be biblically literate so we can actually face and figure out what's wrong with things in the world. We can see truth yeah. uh, and, and lies. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, so let's start with this concept. Tell me the big picture pattern that someone could use. How is the whole search and do organized? So search and do is a method that entails reading the same passage of the Bible daily. Okay. And in doing that, you are making observations. You are exploring that passage more deeply. You're applying what is read so that you know more about God and you know more about man. And then it is doing what we're commanded. Okay. So when you said passage, are you usually using a whole chapter or could it be like five verses? It could be anything that you decide to do. Um, Sometimes it could be two chapters at a time. Okay. Uh, Typically, I study it in in a chapter. Yeah. kind of format at a time but the, over the summer um, over this past summer our church um, was studying uh, our, our women's Bible study groups were studying um, like several verses yeah from a chapter okay yeah instead of a whole chapter so it really yeah. doesn't matter Mm-mm. it's just whatever it's you okay yeah it's just the idea yeah um Okay, let's take a look at what each day looks like because I know that you break it up into different weeks. So let's just go day by day. So start with day one. What do we do on day one? So I want to say that while Search and Do has like a general guideline that's designated by days, you really can go at your own pace. Okay. Okay, so but day one, um, if you're going to do it by day, it focuses on observations made while reading the, the scripture passage. Um, now, honestly, I, like I was just saying, it's it's sort of like you can spend as much time or as little time as you okay. want. So it okay. doesn't have to be like just restricted to one day. In fact, I oftentimes spend anywhere between two and three days yeah. on observation. Okay. Uh, but the way that it's, that it's kind of like the general guideline says day one observation. Yeah. Okay. And um, so making observations about a scripture passage, what that means is that it's understanding the context of the passage. You know, who wrote this mm-hmm. and why did they write it? And and even who did they write it to? Sure. Um, you know, it, it involves um, observing while uh, studying the Bible often includes like finding repeated words or maybe some phrases that keep Mm -hmm. popping up or even ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, you're reading this enough, you start seeing like even repetitive ideas. Um, It also is looking for the main idea or making a summary statement. That's all part of 
making observations. Okay. And that's really helpful for understanding, um, kind of bringing all of that information into one thought. And it's also helpful for remembering at a later date. Sure. You know, like this summer we studied the the fruit of the spirit from Galatians 5. Okay. Yep. And, you know, I read the whole chapter just to give myself a context of the fruit of the spirit. But I can remember key points from Galatians 5, such as, you know, walking by the spirit and the fruit of the spirit. And so like someday in the future when I'm in a conversation with someone or maybe I'm struggling with mm-hmm. remembering truth, I can remember, oh, wait, where where is that chapter that talks about right. the fruit of the spirit or walking, um, you know, by the spirit? And I can go back to chapter I can go back to Galatians 5. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Now, some other things that you can do in um, this first day or during that observation, you know, part of search and do is you can look for comparisons or you can look for contrasts. Um, Lists of things Mm -hmm. often stand out to me during the observation portion. Um, Now, if I could go back to Galatians 5 for a minute, it is really vivid to contrast the fruit of the flesh with the fruit of the spirit. That, that's just a great contrast. So like making a chart. Well, what I the actually did was I drew a picture. <laughs> okay. Okay. I well, drew, yeah, that's yeah. cool because I'd probably make a chart yeah, and yep. label them, but you're doing something different. Yep. Same same idea, but just a different, you know, uh, way of expressing it. Okay. I love it. To remember. Yeah. Right? So yep. I have my notebook and, I'm, and I drew a picture of a tree that was full and I wrote the fruit of the spirit on it. You know, like instead of having little apples, it had like the words of the fruit of the spirit. And then I drew another tree next to it that was like all craggy and barren oh you yes know? okay and then I wrote the fruit of the flesh on those branches yeah so yeah you won't forget that right you'll it's go visual right, for me on yeah. your deathbed you'll remember that tree right <laughs> but actually that's a really great thing to do yeah I love yeah. that you're you're processing it and yes. then you're making it so I mean you do that in in school when you're learning that's right I used this to always is... draw pictures with my vocab words yep always wow yeah would, to help myself remember what the what it meant yeah it's you know? a great idea so yeah, for the observation, basically to summarize it, you know, that is a day or maybe a couple days of just finding that initial treasure yeah. as you read the passage, the scripture passage, and you make those observations. Um, you know, since I've been doing this with you, I have two things that I think have helped me. I remember the time in high school or junior high, really, when my teacher would make us make an outline um, ahead of writing a paper. I thought it was the worst thing ever I'm like let me get in and write the paper this is a step I don't need to do and I'm (laughs) sure a lot of junior high kids feel like that but then I began doing it and realized wow this means my whole paper is so much easier I don't have so much editing I don't Mm. have to go back so much so although that's not the same thing because we're not writing scripture right we're actually reading it I really found that I liked writing an outline for each chapter or each passage that's a good idea and I would write that down on my paper Mm -hmm. it helped me to kind of summarize okay so today I'm going to focus on this part of the outline and kind of work on that and and usually they all connected and they you know they fit in together but it was helpful yeah and the other thing that I really enjoyed was I found that I didn't want to I I like to write in my bible but I don't want to write all over Mm -hmm. so I would make a I you know off the internet pull the passage out and then I with the keywords I would like circle them You'd print the passage yes. out. Uh-huh. And then I might circle it. Like, let's say the word was, you know, um, life was in this passage a yeah. lot. I would yeah. circle it maybe in a different color. Please I don't do, tell like, me. Okay. Colored pens. <laughs> but you could just do it 
with, you know, uh, underlining yes, and yes, circling. And right. I found that really interesting to visualize how many times a word popped up in that passage. Yeah, you see the importance of it. Yeah. You see the repetition that you and wouldn't that's just observing. See. I like that you do it in a way that's different from me, yeah. but we're both still observing yeah. and we're both still really gathering those treasures out of God's word. Yeah, and if we were in study together, I would mm-hmm. learn from what you yep. learned yep. and you would probably learn from what that's I right. learned. That's right. Which is why we get together. Well, and that's really, I think, why we want to be talking about search and do today because yeah. we uh, over the past two years have seen that um, it's just a rich way of studying God's word yeah. and so we're seeing that you know what I learned uh, during a week is uh, is important to share but it's different from what you learned and yeah. so what you're sharing is really important as well and all of the women together we are ga- we are just gaining such uh, an excitement for God's yeah. word we are learning more than if it was just by myself studying right. God's word, um, because we're all so different. God yeah. has made us differently. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's and neat. One other thing, which I think we'll get into this, but mm-hmm. one other thing that I do love about this observation day is usually I have questions about the passage. Right. And so I might actually write those questions down. Me too. Yeah. Which is different than when you're doing a workbook study because yep. someone else wrote those questions. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that's where the people get the questions from. Oh, I the- think I think that they are, like I said, when we were writing that, that workbook study, you know, like it's the process that's yeah. so rich. Yeah. And so I think that the workbook authors have a that's very what, rich right. benefit. But now we're doing that through Search and Do. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. So what about um, day two? Okay. Is, what's, what's day two called? So it's like, I'm just going to call it the second step, and that's okay. called exploration. Okay, yeah, great. yeah. And so the search and do method calls us to read the scripture passage every day. All okay. right. So at the beginning of every new day, you're reading the passage, and and I like to read it or listen to different translations to see if anything new or different captures my attention. Sure. Um, as opposed to reading it in the same translation every day. So for the second step, this exploration step, um, after reading the passage, this step calls for deeper digging. So Mm. maybe this is um, defining the words that I circled on the first day because I wasn't sure what it meant. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe this is looking at a Bible map in order to Mm. understand better. You know, like, okay, they, they just said like four different uh, towns or cities that uh, the Apostle Paul went to. All yeah. right. So I can either, you know, ignore those, blow that off and just say, I don't know where those are. Or I can actually look at a Bible map and see where they right. are and see the that proximity he actually, of each other. Right. And see that he actually traveled, I yeah. don't know, 75 miles, you know, it's, in it's a totally, three days you, or something. It gives you an, an incredible context. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, reading commentaries are what many people do at this stage of exploration. And, you know, if you're new at commentaries, they really are widely available online. Um, and that's both a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. All right. So it's good because we can have easy access to many wise Bible scholars who have dug deeply long before us. Um, but it's bad because there are so many commentaries that it might be hard to know which ones are good or trustworthy right. and which ones are not, you know, theologically uh, sound. Um, so if you're new to commentaries, uh, I would suggest asking your pastor or your husband, uh, your women's ministries director at your church or another woman, a Titus II woman, uh, for their recommendations. And um, so, you know, in addition to these commentaries, maybe you're also um, 
able to access some sermons online. That's a great way to dig oh, deeper. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, or um, I enjoy doing word studies okay. where like if you've got a particular theme, you can uh, look up online. You can look up uh, that word in the Bible. Okay. Or you can use a Strong's Concordance if yep. you have that. That's also a Bible app, um, but it's also a big, big, Actual thick book. book. Yeah. yeah. You can find out um, a lot of the verses. You know, where where is this theme found in the Bible? Where is yep. this word found in the Bible? And then it gives you all of the verses. Yep. And I have done word studies where, like, for instance, if I'm going to, going to do a word study on anger, I can locate those verses on the topic of anger. What I typically do is I'll write that down in my notebook. Yep. And then I'll write out the scripture um, verse, see what really kind of, you know, yep, connects jumps for out. me. Um, some of those <clears throat> verses may not apply to my situation, but, um, and then I meditate on those or yeah. I might memorize those scriptures or I might, um, you know, just kind of park there for a little bit. Um, so yeah, word studies are one aspect of uh, this deeper digging, this exploration day. And um, along with word studies, I would say are um, something called cross-references. And that's just where you see where other parts of the Bible fit together with mm -hmm. what you're studying. So you can see the co cohesive theme mm -hmm. running all throughout the Bible. Yeah, and that is really important because the Bible is one complete that's, book. That's right. Don't, and, and so when you're studying this way, it helps you to remember that. Yeah. And not forget yeah. that. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so we kind of have the idea. And, and um, day one, day two, but again, Again, just to reiterate something you said earlier, it's not like you only can do day one on day one. Right. You right. could, and this is just a little side note on yeah. me, yeah. sometimes I'll do day one and day two yeah. over the course of day one and day two. Yeah. Like I'll work on them both together together yeah. for a few days. And sometimes I'll go, wow, I have four hours, which I know that sounds crazy because yeah. some people have little kids That's and they right. don't have they time. Ten, ten minutes, yeah. Or they work full time and they have a half hour every yeah. other day. Yeah. But sometimes I'll have a chunk and I'll just sit down and start working through it. And I sure. might work through three days. And, and that's perfectly and that's fine. that's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I, we'll talk a little bit later about how you can do this with very little time as okay. well as a Great. lot of time. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I jump ahead sometimes. That's all right. I'm That's excited. Great. Yeah. All right. How about day three? What's it called and what do we do? Okay. So again, you're going to start off by reading the passage again. Okay. Okay. Then you're going to spend some time looking for um, what you learn about God from the passage. So I, I call this application. Okay. All right. But this is not, a lot of times we just think application means, well, what about me? What do I right, do? Right. Okay. But this is also applying what you learn from the word of God about God. Yeah. And so, um, so you're going to really be looking for who is God? Mm. What do I learn about God? Maybe, maybe from your passage, you learn that he's good, mm. that he's all knowing, that he's faithful and forgiving. He's merciful. Yeah. The list goes on and on. Um, I honestly love this part. This yeah. this day is so so amazing because oftentimes you as you're as you're looking at who God is as right. you're as you're studying, you end up praising him through yeah. prayer um and you're just you're focused on him. It turns your eyes upon Christ, yeah. you know. And it's not mm -hmm. that it has to be written as in God is good. Yeah. It could be that what the passage you're reading is a story that exemplifies how good God is through the lives of people. Yeah, it's like or, what you learn about yes, him. Yes, I love that. Because <laughs> you mean like when at the beginning when you said God is good, it may not say it like specific right. verbatim. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, that's good. Yeah, that's exactly right. You want to dig in a little bit and you want to apply what you're reading to understand God better. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also, not only are we applying this 
passage to learn about God, but we're also wanting to apply what we learn about mankind. Hmm. And I'm not just talking about the other person. I'm talking about me, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know? So we need to apply this to I can't just ourselves. apply this in my family to That's all right. my children. This is good for my husband. He really needs to read this. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, this, this can be a super humbling time. Yeah. Uh, it can be a time of conviction or it could be a, a time of encouragement or all of the above. Yeah. You know, just because I'm being convicted doesn't mean that I can't be encouraged in that. Right. Um, so I'm often reminded of a quote that I um, read in the book called, uh, the name is Humility. I mm. think I think we've talked about that book mm-hmm. on here. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, okay, I'm reading so, it right now. Okay, so, yes, yes, yes. So in the book Humility by C.J. Mahaney, he defines humility as honestly assessing ourselves in light of God's holiness and our sinfulness. Mm. So this part of the Bible study method that we're talking about, the search and do method, this day or this step application, it's really set up to accomplish this humbling work. Um, You know, so as we read the Bible, hopefully we will all be growing in the hope and the grace and the peace Mm -hmm. that the Lord gives us through his son, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And this, like I said, this portion of the study, this application step, no matter if you're doing it on day three or whenever you're doing it, it hopefully will help us turn our eyes to Christ. So we shouldn't stop after day one and two. Right. We need to keep going because this is an important part. Yeah. And honestly, there's days when I want to just stop after I observe. Yeah. But there, this is very rich. There is so much more. I know that one thing that's helped me in the past, this past year, I've done this a lot. And I think even the year before, I think this is our third year doing search and do in some format, maybe two years. But one of the things that I love is looking for the Trinity. And so mm-hmm. when I'm looking at a passage, now this doesn't always pop out as easy yeah. as you think it should, yeah. but it is so cool to see the Trinity because the God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, they're all together. Yeah. They all work together. Yeah. They're all one. Yeah. And it's great to see how that oftentimes I'll, sh- I'll see the Spirit show up in a passage yeah. and I'm like, oh. Well, there is God. And you see maybe a passage with Jesus. If you're in the Old Testament, you may not. But you also might see foreshadowing of Jesus somewhere. So anyway, that's just something that I found to be extremely interesting and very helpful to me to see how the three parts of the Trinity are at work in the Bible. That's a good good thing to look for. Okay, what about day four? So this would be your fourth time reading the passage, right? Yeah. Okay, so along with... Like I've said, reading in different translations, sometimes I just listen to it on audio. Okay. Because that's just another way that something might stand out to me. Yes. That it wouldn't have otherwise. So on this day, the focus is on doing. Okay. Okay. Um, So, you know, you've almost reached the end of the week and you've been reading this passage. You've been meditating on it. You've perhaps dug in deeper. You know, essentially, we've been informed by God's word. Yeah. Okay. So now is a time to be transformed yeah. by God's word. Mm. And I kind of like that whole yeah. thing. Informed yeah. by trans word, God's word, informed by it, and transformed yeah. by it. So just storing up head knowledge causes us to become proud. Mm. And just saying that we're a Christian means nothing if we don't live it. Right. right? James says that faith without works is dead. So we need to take this information that we've read all week and that we've thought about all week and do something with it. Yep. And in Romans 12, we read that God's word renews our minds and transforms us so that we may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So after we've read this about five times, what will our response be? 
And, you know, oftentimes this step becomes my prayer request Mm -hmm. for the week. Um, The Bible studies at our church uh, purpose to take a half an hour at the end of meeting together to pray. Okay. And so this step, this doing step can help us to consider what God is calling us to do. You know, maybe we need to confess our sins or maybe we need to fight um, uh, the sins that we've been convicted of. Right. Um, this step might result in forgiving someone or asking them to forgive you. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's something that we can, can that we can encourage someone, you know, from the truth that we've learned, you know, through the week. Or maybe it's um, to serve in a way that God is prompting us to do. So, you know, as I think about what it is that I am to do from you know, all this study that I mm-hmm. did during the week, I find that if I write down something more specific, then I see God's hand in, in right. that action more clearly. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's really, really good. I love how you pulled out the fact that our prayer requests, because really our prayer requests can come from the passage in some way. Right. It doesn't have to, I suspect. Right. There could be other things going on in our lives and we might be reading we're probably reading other places in the Bible too. Maybe convicted someplace exactly. else. But it is helpful to be thinking about that throughout the week. Yeah. Because I think it's easy to get to your prayer time at your Bible study and be like, oh, I need a prayer request. Yeah. <laughs> you like, know? Not to really think through Right. It and then be like, okay, well, I have a long drive tomorrow in, in my work. So pray that it's for safety. Right. And really, we want to be more real mm-hmm. in our prayer requests and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And that's really how we grow. We mm-hmm. talked earlier about growing and cultivating good things. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think it's good. I, I do know that sometimes I don't always have a prayer request from the actual passage. Yeah. But then I hear all those eight or ten other women share theirs. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to work on all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just yeah. say ditto? Yeah. Because, no. <laughs> you know, that's the beauty of being together in a group. Yeah. You're you're really getting convicted with others, too, yeah, along the way. Sharpened. All right, now we're to our kind of last day of the week. Yeah. This is a five-day week, by the way. Yeah. Right. Yep. So it means, uh, just real quickly, that means that uh, ultimately you've got some cushion. Yeah. You know, which is really helpful. Yeah. Because you can either use that cushion to like dig in deeper where, where you might have missed earlier in the week. Yeah. Or it might just be rest days. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so what do we do on day five? Well, okay, so the the final step of search and do is um, something called heart check. Okay. All right, so this is um, something that I specifically tweaked and made for our, our women at our church. Um, so you read the passage for the final time during that particular study period. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. We're reading the passage yeah, again. <laughs> First step, always read yes. the passage. Yep. Um, so I use this day myself to like just really review Okay. Um, You know, maybe I'm spending time in areas I didn't get to spend as much time in, or maybe I'm focused more in prayer on this day. It just kind of depends on my week. Um, This is a super flexible method for any woman in any stage of her life. Okay. Um, So this final step is called heart check. And the purpose is to take time to examine our hearts before God. And this is a great opportunity to, to check to see if there's pride lurking in our hearts, hmm. you know, especially as you are increasing in knowledge. Sure. Um, you really need to check that pride. You don't want it to just be about head knowledge. Yeah. Um, Which is easy to do. Yes. Actually, studying the Bible, it, it should never end up that way. Mm-hmm. It should always be a, a time of just humbly uh, bowing before the mm-hmm. Lord as you know more about him, mm-hmm. you know, and and just as you see his grace and mercy, it's just it should be a posture of thankfulness yeah. as opposed to pride. And there's yeah. nothing in me that is uh, worthy apart from right. Christ. Um, 
So in the um, search and do resource notebook that I created just to help explain all of this in writing, um, this is uh, the step where I have some particular questions. And I thought I would just read those questions. Okay, I love that. Great. Um, and, and so just before I do that, though, this resource notebook, it can be available to someone who might be listening who isn't part of our yeah. church if they okay. would want to see this this research resource notebook um, and I would be fine if they want to take it and tweak it just like sure. I did you right. know from that original approach right. that uh, the women's ministry toolbox yeah. did and you can we're gonna um, put that in our show notes yeah. information about all yeah. of this episode and you can email me at yeah. unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com and I can send you that notebook yeah. if you would like your own personal copy. Right, um, right. I, I think it's just one of those things. It's almost like a planner yeah. where you might like this particular planner, but you want to tweak it and make mm-hmm. it more your own. This is, this is sort of the, the way this works. Okay, so these are the questions from Heart Check. The first one, where am I storing up head knowledge? but keeping your word from doing its work in my heart and in my actions. Mm. And that comes from 1 Corinthians 8 and James 1. The second question, where am I struggling with unbelief? Maybe that is evidenced by anxious thoughts or offenses or sins that I'm holding on to. Mm. And um, that cross-reference is Philippians 4 and Hebrews 12. The third question, what is my temperature of my relationship with you, Lord? Is it cold? Is it hot? Is it lukewarm? Of course, that comes from Revelation 3. And the last question um, that you could ask during this section is, where have I deviated from the narrow path and need to be led in the way everlasting instead? Hmm. And that comes from Psalm 139 and Matthew 7. So those are really excellent questions. Mm -hmm. And I I really think... um, I, I, I'm thinking even as you read them out loud, mm-hmm. and I've looked at these multiple times right. and have answered them, it is really a work to really process through and think, where am I storing up head knowledge? Because sometimes we're pretty sophisticated and we easily can answer quickly to these. And I guess I yeah. just think it's good to pause and ponder yeah. for a while. And it may not be that we have a clear cut quick answer it might be something we're thinking about yeah a lot and I'll tell you you know sometimes we can look at a resource notebook and think I just don't have time for that Mm. but honestly uh, even in the busiest of days we can set aside five minutes Mm -hmm. of just being quiet before the Lord and even taking one of those questions and and just along with the psalmist in Psalm 139 ask God show me my heart reveal where there is any wrong anxious wicked way mm-hmm. and god will show that to us i i think even the busiest woman can do that and benefit from from that absolutely reality. that's good yeah okay now i'm actually thinking though and kind of wondering since you've given us five days if it is if you get through all five days mm-hmm. every week and if every do you ever stop like on day two and hang out for two or three days or do you ever just get through to day two you know, yeah. one and two, and you didn't do the rest of it. And how does that really work? Yeah. So um, I can answer for myself, and I will. But I also just want to say this this really is truth and, and like, real life for every single woman yeah. in the Bible studies at our church. Yep. I've seen this apply to every single woman of different various seasons. Um, and so I think, really, it's an important question because it highlights the flexibility of this Bible study approach. Mm. And it highlights the differences in the people as we use it you know it really um there's going to be times in our lives when we will only be able to read the scripture passage each day or maybe just some of the days right um and 
I have seen this firsthand in, in the groups when a woman has had a newborn. You know, she's yeah. been really excited about being in the Word of God, but then when she has a newborn, she is really just surviving yep. on very Absolutely. little sleep. And, or the um, same is true if you're caring for an a elderly parent. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's really true. And so, so yeah, there's many reasons why this may be all that we can do um, if it's a small amount or whatever. But hopefully, if we are only able to just say, read a couple days a week or just do observations, hopefully right. we don't just stay there forever. Right. Right. Um, or else, you know, soon we will become dry and distant from the Lord. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to acknowledge, though, that... Um, that there are going to be seasons in our lives when maybe it is not as easy to do this, you know, right. hardcore. Um, because, you know, I would rather have a woman show up to Bible study who has just read the passage and hear the discussion mm-hmm. um, rather than, you know, miss out because she didn't do it as thoroughly as what she thought right. she should do. Yeah. Um, really just reading the passage each day will help you in even the discussion. Yeah. But that would be like something that I would recommend for someone in those sorts of of seasons that are just super busy. And, you know, it's a difficult time. And on the other side, just just a thought, um, there could be a woman out there who um, might look at this like a college class. Okay, yeah. So there's going to be women who have tons of time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like what if you're single and you aren't working at the, at the moment or you're or, an empty nester? Yeah. yeah. So I would say, um, you know, that, wow, what better thing to do during a season of perhaps loneliness or just a lot of extra time now than to dig in the word? Yeah. You know, um, that may be exactly what they need. And. And during that season of life, they may have time for that. And believe it or not, those two extremes can actually coexist during a Bible study meeting um, because we all are able to contribute something. Yes. Whether it's a little bit or a lot. Yep. You know? Yep. Now, I personally tend to fall somewhere between the two those two extremes, right? Okay. There's, there's okay. going to be weeks when I am less busy and I can spend more time making observations and praying and digging in deeper into commentaries or listening to sermons online then there's going to also be those busier weeks that I have. And so on those weeks, I might be able to read daily, maybe make some observations and meditate while I'm like chauffeuring back and forth between activities. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think that's good. Mm -hmm. I I actually love the idea that listening, you know, reading the passage or listening to it every day is a great thing to do and a great place to start. And I think when you start doing this, it is okay to not do every single thing on the card or mm-hmm. on your in your workbook. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to start and work. Mm-hmm. You know, like every day do do some things and get going into it. Mm-hmm. I think it's helpful. I think it's easy for a let me call them perfectionist to oh, think they okay, have yes. to yeah. do everything and have every answer perfect. But this really isn't mm-hmm. about having a perfect answer. No, we we don't want to be about uh, the answer being like, you know, is this what you're looking for right. kind of answer? Yes. We want this to be um, a time where each woman spends time with yep. the Lord each day yep. and gets to hear his voice, mm-hmm. really gets to know his voice. His sheep know his voice. And, and so, you know, like yeah. what I typically say for somebody who thinks that they have to like do it perfectly, you're never going to, you're never going to uh, mine the depths of the Bible right. so perfectly every day. You know, this right. is, this is a lifelong journey of knowing the Lord you yeah. know, until glory when we know him fully. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes what I say to someone who feels overwhelmed by this is give yourself 20 minutes each day if you've got 20 minutes just give yourself 20 minutes I love that and just do as much as you can during that 20 minutes and then when that's up 
then move on and do something else, yeah. you know, in life. But um, but if you are the kind of person who thinks, well, I can't finish this until it's done. And so three hours later, right. you know, but right. I don't have three hours to give. So I'm not going to do it at all. Right. No, nope, just do it for 20 minutes yep. and be done with what you, you yeah. know, thank the Lord for what he showed you that day. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And I think it's what this whole concept that you've just talked about and explained most of it. I think we have more, more, I know I have more questions, but it's a different paradigm than the go to the Christian bookstores and yeah. buy a Bible study book and go home and do, read your little passage and write your eight questions. Right. Now right. there is a place for those type of right. Bible studies. And so I'm not saying we should get rid of those altogether. Right. I actually have a few on my desk right yeah. now that I've been working through this summer. But mm-hmm. I do think it's a different paradigm. And I think that is helpful to remember. Yeah. Yep. It's not the same. Yep. Okay, so Wendy, let's um, let's talk a little bit about some of the resources that someone who is new to this, well, or someone who's been doing it for a lot of times might yeah. want to use. Um, what might be some tools of the trade that might help women in their study? Yeah. Um, in the uh, Search and Do Resource Notebook, I have a page that is dedicated toward um for the uh, suggested tools for exploring deep, okay. deeper. And so I've got some websites on there, some books, some apps. And, and um, we'll put these in our show notes too. Yes. And so really like I want to highlight a couple of these. So the website, uh, one website is called BibleHub.com. Oh, and Bible Hub. yes, you can get scripture passages in any translation. It can give you like a parallel, um, you know, like side by side comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, it it also like takes you to maps of those places. It takes you to commentaries. It's It has a wide variety of of yeah. resources but there's also other things um like you could get an actual real life book yeah hey <laughs> of, now there's a novel like, idea yeah, like a bible dictionary yeah. um there is nelson's quick reference chapter by chapter bible commentary mm-hmm. it's a nice little uh book mm-hmm. but it's um it's very concise it's it's a short thing um but it's still somewhere yep. to begin i actually gave those to my kids for christmas oh that's a great idea because it is and yeah. i see them on particularly my girls desks Oh, nice. Because they're great. They're just so easy. And when you're in a passage and you don't understand it, sometimes it helps to see. Give some context. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. just gives you some information. Mm -hmm. And, um, And then for apps... It is amazing to me what kind of apps are out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I had no idea until we started really studying the Bible this way. But you can get um, Bible maps. Love Bible maps. Yep. You can get the Vine Dictionary, which is a Bible dictionary on on online on an app. Um, something called Parallel Plus mm-hmm. is an app that you can get. Strong's Concordance is actually now an app. Which is crazy. I mean, do you know how big that yes. book is? You do not have to carry that book to Bible study right. anymore. It is actually in your phone. Yeah. Um, Olive Leaf yep. is uh, sort of similar to like what we were talking about with Bible Hub, yep. where it's got a lot of variety of um, yep. resources in just that app. Yes. And um, so, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, those are just a few of the... Um, of the resources that I think could be really general to anybody coming from whatever denominational yeah. background yep. that you're in. I, I just want to say that I really love that Bible app. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's by Plowboy, right? Mm-hmm. I, I really like that one in particular. The, map. the maps. The map. I said that yes. wrong. Bible yeah. maps. Yeah. The reason I love that one is um, I. it's so fascinating when you're in, especially where they're, I mean, I've looked up, every, it's got every 
every chapter in the Bible in it. Yeah. But I love when it has a whole bunch of places in the passage and I'm thinking, I don't know why these are important until you look at the map. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he visited these 12 places in what, like, you know, this must have been four weeks of walking. You know, it helps you to understand because then, because basically, you know, you flip your, to the next chapter and you're like, oh, wow, that's all done. But you don't realize how much they walked. Right. It's for (laughs) sure. And the thing about that Bible map app is that like you're reading the chapter right there on the app but they have highlighted the cities or the towns and so all you have to do is just click on that and then it shows you where that comes up kind of like its own little gps there you know i also um would add one more and i don't uh, it's called Blue Letter Bible. Yes, I have that on the okay. show. Yeah, that'll be on the show I, I notes love that as well. one because, and, and maybe other apps do this too, yeah. but I can put parallel, yeah. parallel Bibles right next to each other. Yeah. And I really like that. And it reads it out loud as well. So you oh, can, okay. you know, there's just, there's so many resources yeah. Yeah. Um, that you don't need all of them. I don't, I think I have all of them on my yeah. phone, but it's yeah. just, uh, it's just great. There's that's a variety. Awesome. That's for sure. Okay, let's just talk for a minute um, because I think one of the things is this is this episode is for any woman, but we probably have women's ministry leaders or Bible study leaders who are listening and, you know, we use this format in our Bible studies. So how can someone use this, Wendy, in if they were leading a Bible study? How would a Bible study leader go about the actual like hour and a half or mm-hmm. whatever study time? Yeah, that's a really good question. And that's actually what I was most concerned about when we first started, you know, looking when I when I first started talking to like Cindy Ownby, for instance, yeah. um, from the Women's Ministry Toolbox, that was my big question. Like, I love this way right. of studying for myself, yep. but then how do you make this into a discussion format in a Bible study group? Yeah. And so that's really um, good. Well, um, I guess if you are listening and you're you're thinking, how do I work this for the ministry at my church? I would say, um, you know, that this is use the notes that we have, um, use the resources that we have in the show notes, but know that what we've done with Search and Do is this is basically uh, an inductive study approach mm-hmm. um, formed from many different approaches, but. Um, but it's been tweaked to meet the needs of the women in our church. Um, and so if, if you are looking to do this, you are more than welcome to contact me through, Mm -hmm. um, the podcast here. Um, and you know, if a, if a woman wants to study inductively, there really are a lot of options available online. Um, but you would want to research and see like what fits with your learning style and what fits with your time constraints. Um, and you know, personally, I have always kind of steered away from inductive Bible studies in the past because I felt like they were very tedious Mm. or, or maybe just head knowledge focused. Um, I would just get bogged down with the whole like coloring of the different, you know, words with different pens and different (laughs) symbols. And I know, I know you love that, Julie. (laughs) Well, but I will say that I remember being in those Bible studies and everybody's doing it the same. Yeah. yeah. And then it doesn't become so much personalized. Yeah. Like how you're learning it. We're all, everybody color this yellow. Yeah. It's their method. Right. As opposed to how, how you're really going to remember it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So I guess most simply put, you know, um, if you're looking to do this, um, if you're listening and you've not done this um, uh, method before, read a Bible passage over and over. Meditate on it and study it by observing themes yep. and look for repetitions and lists and contrasts. 
uh, dig deeper into the passage as you can by finding good commentaries right. and cross-referencing it with you know similar passages in the Bible to understand that context better. Um, and just see what you learn about God and, and about yourself. And then don't stop there. You know, consider what kind of action mm. step you can take then. So I, I remember, and I remember when we first started this, yeah. I think I remember as um, a Bible study leader, you know, like with a group of women, I, I can remember those first few weeks were a little weird and choppy because it's very different. Yeah. And I just was honest with them. Like, I'm, I've never led a Bible study like, like this, this before. Yeah. So this is different. And I think what the feedback is that I've gotten from women is that um, all of the Bible study leaders that we have at our church really do kind of lead a little bit differently. This yeah. is not a cookie cutter approach. Right. And the whole reason behind that is that um, the the leaders who facilitate our meetings yeah. um, are doing this, are, they're studying the Bible just like all of the participants right. are. And so we're all coming with our different perspectives, our different yeah. personalities, our different time constraints, yeah. um, our different experiences. And we're all bringing that, those rich times with the Lord together at the discussion format. And so it really, I often find that we are not lacking for no. discussion. It's like, right. listen to what God taught me this week. Right. You know, it's really an exciting yeah. time. And one other thing that I have actually heard a couple of women who are thought that this is what you would do as a leader you are not talking the whole time. This not is not right, this right, is right. not the the leader imparting wisdom upon right. everybody else. Yeah. It's really like you said discussion. It's facilitating a yeah. discussion. Yeah. And that's also somewhat of a different paradigm from other studies I've been in where yeah. someone's where the leader talks a lot. Yes. This yeah. is a different format. Yeah. Not yeah. that she doesn't talk. Right. The Bible site leader. She's but I'm sharing what God taught her yeah. just as the others are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Okay. So um, if you want any of these resources that Wendy and I have talked about, just a reminder, we're going to put them in our show notes and you can send me an email at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. I will make sure to get your Wendy, your Wendy. Ha. <laughs> I will not give you Wendy, but I will <laughs> make sure you get Wendy's email if you want to reach out to her. Or if you want some more follow-up, you want the, the workbook, whatever, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Just let me know. Mm-hmm. Wendy, um, I got one more question for you. Um, what is your favorite day in this pattern? What's your favorite? <laughs> uh, this is a little bit like telling telling you who my favorite kid is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. what is my favorite day in this? You know, each part of this study approach is meant to work to produce an overall result, mm-hmm. you know, knowing and loving God more through yeah. knowing his word better. But I would say if I had to pick a favorite part, I guess the one that resonates most with my learning style is the observation stage. Mm-hmm. And um, just because I tend to be more like, okay, I see this and I see that. And, you know, um, and also I really like reading the passage day by day by day. Yep. Um, I like to look out I like to look for things that are standing out to me, you know, that God points out to me. And I like the challenge of um, thinking through what I'm reading Mm -hmm. to learn something new or Mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, apply that. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to tell you what my favorite day is. Okay. And that depends on the week. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually my answer. Yeah. Because some weeks I'm like, wow, I learned so much in observation. I didn't know all this information. That was so cool to learn all that. Then the next week I'm like, wow, I was really, you know, convicted. Or maybe the next week I thought, wow, I saw God all over this passage. Mm-hmm. What an encouragement. Yeah. So I, 
I, I'm with you. It's like yeah. your favorite kid. I yeah. guess sometimes like one kid better than the other, but you know, it just depends on the week. No, I'm teasing. I love my children all the same. Like. All right. That actually was helpful though to look at each day today and how it goes. I'm really thankful for our lockdown in COVID because some really good things came out of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I spent a lot of time with my family and played a lot of card games. Yeah. And that was cool. Grocery store pickup. Yeah. And even delivery. Hello. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know about that before. And then this new, or maybe I should say old directive for studying the Bible. It's been really good for me. We've been doing um, different studies, um, since really the fall of 2020 is really when I think we kicked this off. So, using this yeah, approach. Yeah, using this yeah. approach. And I've learned much. And actually something interesting, I can actually tell you the mm-hmm. books I studied and I can give you a nutshell. Like like, for, a, like a summary statement? Yes, yeah. I can tell you that First and Second Peter was a lot about suffering mm-hmm. and how to live through suffering. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that James is God is with us in trials. Mm-hmm. And um, First, Second, and Third John was just all full of God's love and his... Mm-hmm. And, and how he is true and right. I mean, mm-hmm. and these are just things that I can just say to you yeah, right you, now. Yeah, you literally are, are saying summary statements. Yes. You know, like your, your Bec- main idea. Yes, because yeah. you live there. My favorite one is Esther. Because Esther was where we, Esther was a book where you thought, I thought, wow, I've never studied, done the search and do in an Old Testament book. So yeah. it was my first Old Testament book. Yeah. And it's written like a novel. Yeah. So it's very different. Yeah. But it was very good. And God preserves his people. Mm-hmm. And that was a great encouragement to me. And God chooses who he uses. That's the other one. We Ooh, laughed that about was, that. That yes. was really... Uh, we, we kept saying that in that study. God chooses who he uses. I feel because, like that's a rap song yeah, that you could I, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, I got a little, little beatbox <laughs> going on. That's right. You okay. know, I, I'm, I'm thinking from what you just said, though, like any book of the Bible could feasibly be studied this way yep. it's going to be a little it's going to look a little different yeah you know to do like uh an epistle a letter in the new testament versus a narrative yep. or yep. or even right. an allegory or yep. something but um like song of solomon you yes know, that would be yep. a little bit different than uh like doing first peter yeah but you can do that yeah yeah it's the same it's a method you could use well for and we found books. that when we went from first and second peter which is a letter you know, written to a group mm-hmm. of people, to Esther. And it was just, exactly. the approach was very different. Yeah. And it wasn't bad. It was just, a, I felt like it was all new again. That's Going neat. through Esther. Yeah, that was good. Um, I, I will say that this is a little bit like an infomercial today, Wendy. I think we're trying to sell you, but mm-hmm. it doesn't cost anything. Um, there's no cost. It's no like, you know, $9.99, 12 nine payments of $9.99, <laughs> right? But it's really a completely free and easy way to study the Bible. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to have any fancy phones. And if you have a smartphone or, you know, access to the internet, you really have everything you need. And really, you could do this whole entire thing with just your Bible and a notebook. Absolutely. You don't even have to have internet. You that's don't even right. have to have any of those apps. That's right. Um, and I think that's important. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Wendy, for coming on today. It was really great to have you on with us and to talk through this. Mm-hmm. If you could leave the listeners with just a couple of pieces of advice about Bible study, what would that be? Um, do it. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, read and study your Bible. Mm-hmm. Attend a women's Bible study. You know, reading the Bible helps us to know God and to love him more. Mm. Uh, Participating in a women's Bible study gives you the opportunity to hear wisdom from other women. Mm. And in doing that, you hear how God has worked in their lives. And that has always been such a, a, a faith increaser for me. It also gives you the chance to get to know women who are on the same faith journey as you are. Um, we are the body of Christ. Yep. And as we invest in one another, we will mature in Christ. Mm. Bible study with others, and especially when it's under the authority of your church and, and her pastors, it grows the body of Christ and the kingdom of God. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's great. And I think those are good pieces of advice, especially the very first one, which is just do it. Just do it. Right. I mean, open your Bible and read it. I think someone else has that phrase as their mantra, (laughs) just do it. But it's true for us too, right? I like it better for us. Yeah. Okay. Wendy, would you pray for us today? I will. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for making our ears and our hearts to know your voice. And I pray, Father, that as women have heard this podcast today, that they would be encouraged and um, excited to dig deeper into your word, to know you even better. And I pray, Father, that as we read your word, that we would... um, also be changed by your word. Help us to live lives that are holy, that glorify you, and that serve others. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to our episode today on the Search and Do Method. Uh, Next week, we're going to be jumping into our ninth installment of Feminology as we will continue to talk about how we as women need to be soft. And this particular episode is focused on our culture and how the world views this compared to what the Bible says, which is really good to do. I hope you'll join us next week. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress, because of God. Until next time.